I'm curious, do you have a really great BS detector? You're, maybe you're often skeptical of others. Are you really street smart? Would you say you're pretty self-assured? You often find yourself being the leader in the group. Maybe you even struggle to ask for help. Do you love a good challenge? Do you fight really hard for the causes you believe in? Do you have a great sense of humor? I bet you're a blast. You might have thought that these were all parts of your personality, but they might actually be coping mechanisms you've picked up over the course of your life, and they're having a huge impact on how you show up, especially on this motherhood journey. Are you curious to know more? You got to take my personality patterns quiz. Here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. Over time, those defenses became a habit and then they became a pattern. And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There are five different personality patterns and they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs but rather they describe the safety strategies that we immediately go to when we start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who we are so much as what's blocking who we are. The good news is that once you take my quiz and learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern, and then you can live and parent your kids as your true and authentic self. Click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz Now to take my two-minute personality pattern quiz. Welcome to the Calm Mom Podcast, the show for ambitious women ready to get off the hot mess express. I know you've got a lot going on. You work so hard. You're raising an incredible family, and sometimes it can be overwhelming. I'm your host, Michelle Grosser. I'm a certified master life coach, attorney, wife, and mom. And years ago, I was right where you are. I was running a busy law practice while raising a family, and I was on the fast track to burnout. I thought I just needed to be more organized or have better routines, but it was learning how to heal and regulate my nervous system that expanded my capacity to gracefully hold more of this big, beautiful life. You too are worthy of an extraordinary life in and beyond motherhood. Learning to be a calm, anchoring presence in your home and at work is going to be your superpower. If you're here to do the inner work that brings a sense of calm amidst the chaos, I'm here to join you on that journey. Each time you press play, your growth continues. So let's get at it. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the Calm Mom Podcast. Michelle Grosser here, your master coach. And it feels good to be coming at you on a Tuesday. If you missed it, if you were looking for an episode yesterday, we've changed our episode release schedule. Now we're coming at you on Tuesdays and Fridays um, instead of Monday, Wednesday, Friday, as we've been doing since the beginning of the year. And the reason for that is because I want to practice what I preach um, and I want to really embody the stuff that I am teaching and coaching you guys on. And I got a lot of things I want to do. Uh, A lot of you have expressed interest in wanting more ways to work with me. So I'm working on creating a course uh, that will be really accessible for you guys. And I'm still running a law firm and I'm still raising my family and I'm still pastoring a church. So your girl's got a lot going on and I am trying to find ways in which I can protect, right? Protect my energy and my bandwidth 
and still be there for you. So one of those ways is that we're going to just put the podcast two days a week instead of three days a week, um, still bringing you the same kind of content. But I think this will be more digestible for you guys too. Um, and it creates some space for me to be able to serve you better. So today, I guess it's a good segue. Today we are talking about mom burnout. And we're going to go through five signs of mom burnout. And then I'm going to talk to you a little bit about how you can go about starting your healing journey. Um, because I've been there and I know that, you know, a whole list of stuff to start doing when you're burnt out isn't particularly helpful. So I'm going to give you some nuggets on good places to start because I think once we start, right, and we start to change our habits and we start to change our mindset and we start to take care of ourselves in different ways, then we can kind of stack on that once we feel like we've got a good handle on the start. Before we jump into it, I just want to ask you if you have not left a five-star rating or a short review for the podcast yet, if you could do that today, I would be so grateful. Y'all are the best. I appreciate you tuning in every week. I appreciate you reaching out to me. I appreciate you listening. It means so much to me. And your five-star rating and your short review can help get this show out in front of other moms who can join this community and find and learn what you guys have been finding and learning. So if you could leave a five-star rating and a short review today, thank you, thank you. Okay, so let's just talk about burnout to begin with. Um, I kind of want to start just acknowledging that being a mom is hard, right? Like being a working mom is hard. Being a stay-at-home mom is hard. Like, can we just say that and be and be okay with it? Like, we're not whining and we're not ungrateful. Like, let's just stop pretending that this is easy. Let's stop, like, faking it and just putting the highlight reel out there. And the thing with being a mom, like, guys, there's a lot riding on it, right? We, we really care. Like, we all, you're listening to this podcast because you want to do it well. We care. So it makes sense that it's hard and we really care that it sometimes feels like a pressure cooker. We're raising kids. We're doing so much more than that, right? We're managing the house, working, trying to take care of ourselves, marriage. Like it's a lot. If it feels like a lot, like it's a lot. Just let yourself acknowledge that for a minute, right? You're not like not cut out for this. You're not ill-equipped. You're not broken. It's just a lot. It's okay. I actually had someone reach out to me. I think it was yesterday. She's like, I know you've been taking AG1, it's like this greens supplement. She's like, I'm just like so stinking exhausted. And I just want to hear like what you're noticing. Do you like the AG1? Is it giving you more energy and all this stuff? And I'm like, I love it. I think it's made a difference in my energy. I think that it's really helped my skin, like all these different things. I love it. But let's not forget that it's a supplement, right? It's a supplement. It's like it's to supplement the other ways in which we care for ourselves. It's not going to fix burnout. There's no quick fix to burnout. So how do we get burned out? How do we get burned out? Well, burnout is the result of a few things. Um, I think initially what it is, let's talk about the physiology, right? So in our bodies, when we experience chronic stress, so let's talk about the ideal. Ideally, we would experience a stressor. So something would happen. Someone would say something, we get a text, um, you know, something happens with our kids and, and it puts a stress on our system, right? So our brain releases certain 
chemicals and hormones to be able to kind of spur us into action to respond to that threat, to respond to that danger, to respond to whatever that stressor is. We're able to respond to it. The chemicals that were released into our body for us to run, right, or fight um, are metabolized. They're used because we actually run whatever it is that we do to respond to the threat. And then our body returns to a baseline stress level. Now, none of us in 2023 raising kids live in this ideal. We are hit with chronic stress after chronic stressor after chronic stressor. So what happens is that we're not able to return all the way back to that baseline stress level before another stressor hits. So that baseline level is actually increasing every time we're not able to return to homeostasis before another stressor hits. And a lot of us are actually living in states of chronic stress without even realizing it, right? Our brains are constantly releasing these hormones and these chemicals that keep us stuck in fight or flight. And we're not able to really come back to that place of true um, regulated, that homeostasis where we're at our baseline stress level. So we carry all of that excess stress in our system and it's called our allostatic load. And what happens is that over time, it causes our system to burn out. We were never intended to carry all of that stress for sustained periods, for long times, right? So how do we, like, like what happens? How does all this stress come about? What are some of the reasons? Well, some of the reasons are that we have poor boundaries, right? We're not protecting the things that are really important to us. We're saying yes to all of these things that we don't have the bandwidth or the time or the energy to say yes to. We're letting people into our inner circle who are exhausting us and stressing us out. Um, we carry really busy schedules, right? I bet if I spoke to 10 of you, nine of you would tell me I'm just so busy. I just got so much going on with the kids and with work. I'm just so busy. It's not good for our systems, but it's how we live, right? It's just how, how our society runs. Uh, a lot of us carry the mental load. And if we don't carry it entirely, we carry the majority of it. That's just a statistic in our society. Like the women of the home, the mothers of the home carry that mental load. We know where everything is. We know what the kids need. We know when the you know the book reports and the science projects are due. We know when we need more toilet paper or more toothpaste. We know what's going to be made right for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like We carry the majority of the mental load for most of us. Um, a lot of us neglect our needs. We neglect our needs, right? And it goes back to kind of this busy thing. It's like we don't have time. Yeah, I would love to be able to like do something for myself. I just don't have the time. Like how many of us have that mindset? I think another thing that leads us to burnout is that I think a lot of us were just never taught uh, emotional hygiene, good emotional regulation skills. We don't know what to do with our emotions, right? Either they're like, coming out. We have no handle on them at all, right? They're constantly coming out and being projected on everyone and everything around us or the opposite. We're so terrified of our emotions that we hold on to them. And it's like holding this big inflated balloon underwater, right? We spend so much time and so much energy suppressing and repressing all of these biologically appropriate emotions that arise in us. And then I think the last thing, and, and it's, you know, the, 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 the crux of this whole podcast is that we really don't have a handle on how to regulate our nervous system. So much of regulating our nervous system is just education and awareness and understanding. And it's not something any of us learned in school. And it's not stuff that our parents really knew to teach us, right? For the most part. So 
we grew up and we're like, I don't, I know I feel off. I know I feel anxious. I know I feel stressed out. I know I feel irritable. I know I feel burnt out or dissociated or all of these things, but I don't know what to do about it. It doesn't feel good, but I don't know what to do about it. So there's those reasons. Plus there's like 7,000 others just being a high achieving mom in today's society. There's a lot of stuff, you guys. So let's talk about how that might be showing up for you. Let's talk about some of the signs. We'll go through five of them fairly quickly. We'll go through five signs of mom burnout. And then I want to talk to you for just a couple of minutes about how you can start. Like, where do I go from here, Michelle? I don't have the bandwidth to like overhaul everything right now, but give me like one or two first steps and I'll do that for you today. Okay. So the first sign of mom burnout is you are just freaking spent. You are depleted. You are exhausted. And I'm talking about this like all day tiredness. It's like coffee doesn't make much of a difference, right? You sleep eight hours, you wake up, it doesn't make much of a difference. You're still exhausted. Maybe you're having a hard time sleeping. Maybe you have a hard time falling asleep. Maybe you're having a hard time staying asleep or getting quality rest. And a lot of us experience this tired but wired feeling. It's like I'm so freaking tired. Like my head just like aches. Like I'm so tired. But I also can't really rest. I can't really, like, I can't just take a nap, right? I can't just stop and sit down. I'm wired. I'm tired, but I'm wired. It's not a good feeling. It's exhausting, right? It further perpetuates the cycle of exhaustion. And it's a sign that you're approaching or you're in burnout. So that's number one. Number two is if you've got a short fuse. <laughs> Guys, if you're noticing that you're living on the edge, the edge of your capacity, the edge of your window of tolerance, where it's like any minor little thing is just bringing out this huge reaction in you, right? The, the response does not match the stimulus. And you're getting that look from your kids or your husband that are like, well, dude, what is up with you? You're just so irritable, right? Maybe you've been having like breakdown after breakdown after breakdown and your husband or your kids are like, what's like, what's wrong? You're like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just can't do it, right? I'm just like exhausted. If you're finding that you have a shorter fuse than usual, right? If it takes less to set you off, if you're irritable, if you're having outbursts, if you're just like cranky, if you're waking up cranky, if you're having these breakdowns, pay attention. Pay attention. You're not just like a difficult human being. Your body is trying to communicate something to you. It's probably trying to tell you, hey, we're burnt out gotta slow down. We're burnt out. We're burnt out. So this is a good um, indication that you are in burnout and you gotta do something about it. Number three. Number three is when you're feeling like you have no motivation, no motivation. Like you used to get so excited to do things. Maybe you get so excited to like plan projects around the house or like, um, I don't know, plan like adventures to go on as a family or with your kids or a family vacation or like arts and crafts stuff, or even like your own hobbies or Maybe you're the one that always planned date nights or like girls night out with your friend. And now you just have no motivation to do anything. Like you don't even want to leave the house. You're just like, nope, I'll just sit here in my sweats on the couch. I'm, I'm done, right? I have no motivation. I don't feel like doing anything. All the things that used to bring me joy, like I don't feel like doing any of it. I have no motivation to do the laundry. I have no motivation to like clean the bathroom. I have no motivation to work out or go for a walk or do like make healthy meals. I have no motivation. When you have no motivation, 
it can often be an indication that you're stuck in a dorsal vagal state, which when we're talking about a nervous system, right, that's a shutdown state. That's a burnt out state. That's your body has been so overwhelmed by what's coming at it. That's like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm just shutting down. I'm just shutting down. And that is a sign that you have reached burnout or it can be a sign that you've reached burnout. Number four. Number four is overwhelm. If you are feeling frequently overwhelmed, if you are feeling like it is just too much, like there's no way you can get it done. If even like small tasks, right? Like your husband being like, hey, what, what do you want for dinner? What are we having for dinner? And you're like, ah, I don't have the bandwidth to figure this out right now. Like it's overwhelming. Or you sit down at your desk, right? And you open your email or you open your planner and you're like, I have so much to do but I don't even know where to start. And you just sit there like spacing out. If you're feeling overwhelmed by normal tasks, if you're feeling overwhelmed by your schedule, if you're feeling overwhelmed by the things that people are asking of you, particularly the small humans in your home, it could be a sign that you're burnt out. Have you ever caught yourself wondering why you do the things you do? Like, why do you get so angry and yell at your kids when they're moving at a snail's pace in the morning? Or why is it so hard to relax when the house is a mess? If so, you've got to take my personality patterns quiz. Because here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. And over time, those defenses became a habit. And then they became a pattern. And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is really actually often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There's five different personality patterns. And they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs, but rather they describe the safety strategy that you immediately go to when you start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who you are, but rather what's actually blocking who you are. And the good news is that once you take the quiz and you learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern and then live and parent as your true and authentic self. So click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz now to take my two minute personality patterns quiz. And then number five, number five is if you find that you're kind of spacing out a lot. If you find that you're experiencing brain fog, you know, you, you sit down to read maybe and you have to read the same sentence like five times because it's just not processing. Um, same thing with work, right? You're just like, it's not clear. It's not processing. You're not feeling sharp. If you're feeling kind of dissociated or separated from your body, if you're feeling emotionally disconnected, maybe you're feeling kind of numb. Um, maybe you feel like you're noticing that you're distancing yourself from people that you love or from your friends or maybe you're just like spaced out in the sense of like I mean I know this used to happen to me when I had a commute like I would leave work at whatever five or six and I would drive home and it was like half an hour later I'd pull into my driveway and I'd be like holy I have no idea how I just got here <laughs> right like I was just spaced out the whole drive or you ever have moments where you're just like scrolling through your phone and you're like wow how did an hour just pass by or you're doing something and your kids are like mom 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 and you're like ah what what <laughs> right you were you were spacing out you weren't there you weren't present you were somewhere else that is a body that's one of your body's coping mechanisms it's, it's a protective measure 
because you are feeling overwhelmed. Your system is feeling overwhelmed. Your system is feeling overtaxed and overstressed. And it's a sign that you're in burnout. So you have five signs there. You're exhausted. You've got a short fuse. You're lacking motivation. You're feeling overwhelmed. And then you're kind of experiencing this like brain fog, spacing out, disconnected kind of feeling. All right. So where do you go from here? There are other signs too. These are just five that I think are most common or five that are very common, five that I see frequently. There are other signs too. Um, But if you're experiencing some of these, pay attention. That's it. It's no cause for like alarm. This is no cause for guilt. This is no cause for like beating yourself up or just like, you know, pulling the plug on anything. It's just like, hey, heads up, (laughs) heads up. Let's not keep doing this, right? Something's got to change. Where do we start? So here's the thing. Healing from burnout requires a holistic approach. It is not this like one size fits all, you know, get, like, like Michelle, give me a checklist of like three things to do and I'm going to feel better in three days. I know for me, I was super burned out at some point. I don't know, six, seven years ago. Maybe, yeah, probably then and also even like four or five years ago, just so burned out. I was burning the candle at both ends. I had just gone through law school. I worked my way through law school, working at an Irish pub that was open till five in the morning. So I would go to law school. I would get out. I would work until like some days I would work until seven in the morning, come home, sleep till noon, go to law school. Like like, it's no wonder, right? That it crushed my system. Got a job as a young associate in a big, big law firm. I felt like I slept under my desk because I worked so much and it was so stressful and I didn't have good boundaries or good balance. And then that added to my chronic stress and burnout. And then I left that job because no bueno, uh, opened my own firm. That was also stressful. And then I started having kids, right? And I remember like I had my own firm. I couldn't take or I didn't have the ability at that time to plan ahead. I didn't have the foresight Um, and the business acumen, I think, and the understanding to plan ahead and prepare time for me to really disconnect from work and be present with my newborn and have any understanding of what kind of toll that was going to take on my body. I went back to work at like five weeks. And I remember I was like taking depositions and I was, you know, going to hearings and nursing at the same time. Like it was crazy and it wasn't good. And I was so burned out and I didn't really see it. And then I remember in the mail, my mom sent me a book just called Burnout. And I was about recovering from burnout. Like she could see what I couldn't see. And I remember thinking to myself, like, like a whole book, <laughs> like a whole book for this. Like it was overwhelming and also enlightening for me because I just didn't get it. I was like, man, isn't there like, can I go to like some sort of nutritionist and she can tell me to just take these supplements? And like maybe if I take a nap on Saturday, I'll just, you know, like I'll feel better. And I didn't realize how holistic the cause of my burnout was and then how holistic and patient I would have to be in the healing, right? And all of this is is bio-individual. Like we're, we're different people. Different things are going to work for different people. But the big picture is really this, you guys. You got to slow down. <laughs> you got to slow down in order to heal. And if your like knee-jerk reaction to that is like, but Michelle, you don't get it. You don't get all the stuff I have to do. I've got kids, I've got work, I've got this, I go, how, how? I was you, I get it, I get it. It does require some mindset shifts, 
the first thing you got to do, guys, just stop scheduling stuff. Just start getting comfortable saying no, right? Get comfortable with what might feel to you as being lazy. You do not have to pack every Saturday from like sunup to sundown. You don't have to pack every Sunday from sunup to sundown. Like for me, we ran around like crazy at the end of last year with my kids. They were signed up for like all these sports and dance and all these after school activities. I was like dropping them off at dance on Tuesdays at four, I think. And then I would work in the car while they were in dance and then they would get out and we would get home and make dinner and they would go to bed. Like all of this stuff. And when this year came around, this new school year, and everyone around me was signing everyone up for everything, I was like, nope, my kids didn't even really notice. I was like, yeah, it's coming. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it, right? But I'm not signing them up for anything this first half of the school year. I didn't sign them up for dance. I didn't sign them up. Nothing, 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 nothing. And it's okay. It's okay. Because we've been going too hard. And if I'm thinking that my five and six-year-old are going to be like held back or I don't know, they're going to be like harmed in some way by me not signing them up for soccer and dance or whatever instrument or whatever other stuff you guys have your kids in, I think it's a good opportunity for us to be like, what am I really teaching them? Am I teaching my kids that they've got to constantly have a full schedule? Am I teaching my kids that they've got to constantly be going, going, going and putting this pressure on themselves to constantly be performing and doing? Or am I teaching them that there's also value in slowing down? Am I teaching them that life comes in rhythms and in seasons? And there's going to be times for all that stuff. And there's also going to be times where we have to be okay, understanding and listening to our body, understanding, right, that we can't always do it all, and then really taking care of ourselves. And I truly believe that by not signing my kids up for anything this this semester, that is how I'm showing myself self-care. That is how I'm teaching them self-care. It doesn't mean that they're coming home and watching screens. It just means that we're going to do things a little differently. For the next couple months, we're going to move at a different pace. And I'm believing that like a slingshot, we might feel like we're being pulled back a little bit. But really what it means is that we're getting what we need to be able to go further faster once we've rested. So I think that's a good start. All right, let's talk about two things that I think are that was like a big picture thing. Let's talk about two really practical things that I think you guys can can do today. One, Google core values list, something like that. It's going to bring up a bunch of different lists of different core values. There's like hundreds of them. Take 10 minutes. If you don't want to take 10 minutes, take five minutes. It shouldn't take long. But go through the list with like a highlighter or a pen or something and identify, like narrow it down to your five core values. These are not your family's core values. These are not your husband's core values. These are not your boss's core values. These are your core values. The five things that are most important to you. You're going to find that there's a lot of them have like overlap, cross them out, narrow them down until you're down to five. Don't overstress this. Don't overthink this. If you're like, I can't get it down to five, like all seven of these things are so important to me. Fine. It's fine. It's okay. But just narrow it down to about five core values that are yours. And then use that as your barometer. Use that as your metric to by which you're going to measure what it is that you say yes to and what it is that you say no to. So, If a new opportunity 
presents itself. You look at your list of your top five core values and you're like, does this opportunity further one of my five core values? And if it does not, you say, no, thank you. Right? You get invited to something. Your kids ask you to do stuff. The school asks you to do stuff. People, your husband asks you to do stuff. If it does not fit in those five core values, you practice saying, no, thank you and setting boundaries to protect those values. And I promise you guys, this will be a game changer for you. This will be a life changer for you because you will learn how to identify what's actually important to you and then practice protecting it. And that will help you heal from burnout. And then the next thing is my top 30. And you guys know I talk about this all the time on the podcast. It will change your life. It will change the state of your nervous system which in turn will help you recover from burnout. 30 minutes a day. You can do this anywhere. You can break it up. You can do it in the morning and get it out of the way. You can do it at the end of the day. You can do it 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes in the afternoon, 10 minutes at the end of the day. It doesn't matter. But what you want to do is you want to get in every single day at least 10 minutes of movement. Don't overthink this. You can sit on your floor and stretch. You can do yoga. You can go for a walk around the block. 10 minutes of movement. And then every day you're going to get in 10 minutes of stillness. Stillness is not listening to a podcast or an audiobook. Stillness is stillness. Stillness is stillness. So maybe it's a walk in silence and you get in your 10 minutes of movement and your 10 minutes of stillness at the same time, which is awesome. It could be a meditation. It could be 10 minutes of breath work, 10 minutes of prayer, just 10 minutes of quiet for your mental space. 10 minutes. If that seems really overwhelming to you to start, don't let that be a block for you. Start with one minute. Start with five minutes. Just get started. And then the last 10 minutes is going to be 10 minutes of play. And y'all know I love to get on my soapbox about play. It was one of the most underrated tools to regulate your nervous system and heal from burnout. Because especially as moms, we are so out of touch of the things that bring us joy, the things that light us up, And rediscovering a lot of that brings us back to like our identity, right? How many times have you heard a mom be like, I had kids. I don't even know who I am anymore. Yeah, it's because you're out of touch with play. You're out of touch with that inner child. Again, don't overthink this. Is there a hobby that you enjoy? Is there just, how about like putting on your favorite song three times a day and dancing to it? That's 10 minutes of play right there. If that brings you joy, that's perfect. If you're artistic, right? Color, paint, photography, gardening, baking, any of these things, just anything that brings you joy, 10 minutes a day. Play with your kids, right? Go outside and play soccer with them or like, I don't know, tickle fest or like rolling around with them or playing a game with them. If that brings you joy, awesome. Don't overcomplicate it. But 10 minutes a day of movement, 10 minutes a day of stillness and 10 minutes a day of play. And y'all, it's going to pay off. You're going to notice it's not going to take long before you start feeling different. All right. That's what I got for you today. Um, I hope that's helpful. I hope it helps to open your eyes a little bit to the things that you're experiencing that are not normal. Don't allow yourself to buy into the myth that being tired all day or irritable or having no motivation or being overwhelmed is just like par for the course in motherhood. It does not have to be. Let me tell you, it does not have to be. There's more for you. So start with these things. Do your five core values. Start to protect them. Go get your top your top 30 every day, your 10 minutes of movement, stillness and play and watch, watch what changes, watch as you heal, be patient, 
with yourself. Healing is sacred, so it takes time. Be patient with yourself. I love you guys. I will see you back here soon. Take care. If you love mommy's polygraph, leave a review. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be so awesome if you could take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast. And if you have just a few more seconds to leave a quick review, they really help to get this podcast out to other moms like you. I read every last review and trust me, when it's late at night or early in the morning before my kids get up and I'm working on bringing you all of this content, your reviews are what keep me going. Leaving a review is truly the best way you can thank me. And of course, DM me on Instagram. I love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to another episode. Head over to the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at michellegrosser.com where you'll find free resources and more ways to connect with me. If you love the show, share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.